Well, welcome into another episode of Story World. Your boy Al here, and 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 also your boy Steve. Although your boy Steve, Steve the man, just, tram. just Steve. Yeah, just Steve. <laughs> just Steve. No, uh, not worthy <sighs> of any title as of yet. <sighs> Not worthy. No, definitely not worthy. Well, we have an exciting topic on uh, this episode of Story World, mostly relating to uh, Alex's work in fiction and, and thinking about um, how in, in stories the good guy must always win. Emphasis and on the must, too. Must. Uh, that's very yeah. critical. They yeah, the good win. guy must win or else or else, you know, honestly, you don't feel satisfied it's, it's it's kind of like if i eat a meal and there's not a spicy element to it i don't feel satisfied you know it's like the meal must be spicy uh in order for me <laughs> to like it yes. and and i kind of feel like it's it's that way and this was kind of illustrated for me recently in kind of a really strange way so whenever the holidays roll around i'm always looking for great deals on the nintendo switch because for some reason even though i don't often make time to play it I feel very accomplished if I find a deal on a great game that I can go buy mm, for ten dollars, even if I don't touch the game forever. Like I bought Lego Harry Potter. I'm super stoked to play it. It was only ten bucks, but I have not cracked it open yet. So, um, anyway, heavy spoilers was, on that, by the way, Steve. Heavy spoilers. I'm sure. So, <laughs> I'm, 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 that's why that's a reason why I'm not like you know yeah. going after it. Um, but uh, it was interesting. As I was looking for great deals this Christmas season, this past Christmas season, to um, to grab, I noticed one for seven dollars and forty nine cents. That original price or regular price or whatever is was like seventy four ninety nine, seventy four dollars instead of seven dollars. And I'm like, what is that? It was a Lego game, and it was Lego Mar uh, DC uh, villains, and the whole game focuses on the villains now it was such a good deal that i bought it but <laughs> save money so i so spoiler i did buy it however and you might even laugh but i legit had a mental battle here i legit had a mental struggle of like is it and the kind of questions internally that i was asking myself was uh like is it even gonna be fun because like do you really just want to like create evil and like take over the world and like do harm the good guy's supposed to win so like i even wondered like i wondered like do the good guys like swoop in at the last minute and like end up defeating you because it has to happen that way the good guy has to win and so so funny that we're actually covering that topic here because i just recently struggled with that and and i i still bought the game because i want to see what it's about but there is something missing there i feel like the good guy has to win so can i is this an unbeatable game if the villain is the star of the show I would say your situation is what we call a moral quandary, Steve. You had to make a moral decision whether to buy a Lego sure. game where you are essentially an evil person or not. So, uh, sure, you, but you, you know, I kind of. I got to tell you, there's a whole angle that we could go here, which I didn't even take notes on, but um, it could tie into marketing and stuff because one of my, the premier mm. marketing frameworks that I follow is called Story Brand. And in story brand, sure enough, you're defining a villain based on the challenges of the of the business and of the brand, and um and and the good guy who is the hero of the story being the the final customer, uh, in this case is the one who's fighting the villain, and uh, we need to set up the stakes and we need to have a good outcome for them, um, and we need to show how our business can guide them to a to the outcome that they want, and so there is it, it's a, even in the business world and wherever it's like yeah that good guy has got to win. So let's talk about it. That's interesting. Um, 
there's so many commercials where um like you even have like a fake superhero like fighting mucus or this or that and just like general advertisements and like even just in you know just with marketing in general you never have a situation where oh and this time the villain wins or this time the bad guy got away it's it just doesn't happen because it doesn't make sense it doesn't it just doesn't make sense of course that's obviously a different realm than just telling a story for the sake of it but yeah so um the good guy must always win um i would actually say that statement i I think that statement is always always true most of the time (laughs) it is always true most of the time but the times where it is not the time where it is not true you it's kind of a it's a hero kind of hidden as a villain in the story um i'll, I'll give you an example of that I, you haven't watched the movie yet. we'll watch it together at some point but like in the movie the joker um mm. uh, i mean the joker <laughs> it's funny i say he's a bad dude but having watched the movie you almost don't want to say he's a bad dude because you very well sympathize with him but that's a, that's kind of the exception where you almost kind of root for the villain or the bad guy is only because you see like you have to show problems that he went through his life um yeah, he had to go through the flaws and what made him yeah. rather like mentally you know like deranged things that meant that mess with him mentally people who treated him poorly so that by the end of it, it even at the end you're not saying okay well all the bad stuff he did like that's good like i'm glad he did that but you're still saying wow like you can kind of see why he did it so it's more yeah. of a sympathetic win but that's only true when it comes to fiction and only in that light. For instance, let's say the Joker or someone, so we actually have real life examples of it all the time um, where, you know, people, you know, go off the deep end and create some pretty heinous acts. Um, but we, we never sit there and say, Oh, well look at his backstory. You can kind of see why he killed the, you know, 15 people. Like we don't, you don't do that in real life. Only when it comes to entertaining, yeah. do we kind of bridge that gap? Cause our mind, I guess just kind of sorts through fiction and, and nonfiction between the fantastic world and the real world. Um, but looking at a purely good versus evil story, it, if, if the evil wins, it's a disappointment and we feel let down or, or sad. Um, I know that one of the movies that I, I've referred to before, Hostage with Bruce Willis, I would almost even say at the end of that, I guess the good guys kind of come out in the end on top, but so much bad stuff happens and the bad people get away with so much. I, 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 I don't suffer with depression or anxiety. I've been very fortunate with that, but like I, I felt depressed for a day or two after watching that. Like it actually took like a mental toll on me. I remember that very specifically. And um, there's just something that our, our brains... Um, just do not connect with evil triumphing over good. Um, anyway, your thoughts so far on on that, Steve? Um, actually, you, you reminded me of an experience that I had that was similar, watching the movie uh, Buried with Ryan Reynolds. Did you ever see I think that? you've told me about it, but I have not watched it. Yeah, so, uh, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, because to be honest, it's not that interesting. Of, of a movie although it is i mean it is what it is but it i don't i don't think it's terribly interesting um it it ends with total doom and gloom despair i mean the guy basically ends up suffocating buried alive and like basically the whole movie i'm i know i'm ruining it for you right now i'm terribly sorry but you should never watch it that's fine because uh, i probably won't watch it that's fine yeah no but never watch spoilers it. for everyone listening if you really want to watch that ryan reynolds movie spoilers for Hold everyone it. the whole 
the whole movie, and again, this is an hour and a half of Ryan Reynolds buried alive. Yep. The whole movie, like, leads, like, it's actually quite, quite genius. Like, it's building up over time, and, like, the very, he's about to run out of air, and the very ending scenes it's like building up and building up and building up and like that he's on the phone with who i forget who it is it's his daughter or somebody like that and like they they've got the police involved finally and they're like racing to where he is and they're like they know where he is and they're going there and and they're building it up and then they bust open through the thing and he's not there he's somewhere else and then the timer runs out Mm -hmm. and the movie ends and he dies and in that case, whoever did it, you don't really know, as far as I can remember, you don't really know who did it, but like the villain won. And I, mm-hmm. I'm the same thing happened to me. It even today, just remember how many movies have I seen? And this is this one sticks with me. Um, and it, not in a good way, because I told you, don't watch the movie. You know, it's, I'm, I'm giving a negative review of it. And nevertheless, <laughs> it, it accomplished what somebody meant for it to accomplish um, because it ended very, very uh, badly, the good yeah. guy who was the guy who was buried alive, you really just wanted him to get out. And he didn't. Yeah. And, and I think there is something to think about the fact that in fiction, the good guy must win. But in reality, the good guy doesn't always win. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that true? Now, maybe, maybe as Christians, we could look at it and we could say, well, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. I'm sure God could have some sovereign purpose to work out some sort of greater thing, you know, butterfly effect type of stuff here. You know, if, if you know, if, if God allowed something terrible to happen to somebody and then maybe something good happens to somebody else in the future based on it and, and those moral goods, that calculus is, is fine in the mind of God. But it still doesn't change the fact that for us in the short term, it might look like the the villain won. Um and the day was not saved. And so there is sort of that interplay in the real world versus, you know, h- how how things often shake out. Hmm. Uh, and I'll just say this and I'll let you come back in. Although you also do have other scenarios where it's like in a sense the villain wins because they take the, a lot of life is lost and they've accomplished many of their goals. But at the end of the day – Maybe, you know, I'm thinking of the school shooting where maybe it turns out that the shooter ends by killing himself or maybe he got he gets shot by a cop or whatever. Like, did the good guys win Yeah. in that scenario? Well, not really. Yeah. Kind of, but not really, you know, because the bad guy, the bad guy lost in that he died, but he wasn't be able to be held accountable for what happened. Um, That's kind of like what happened in Hostage. Uh, by Bruce Willis, There's something. Okay. Similar. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm, my mind's at with it. It's it's a it's a really interesting thing, but but yet we're we're so distraught. Like no matter how the story goes, like that in real life or whatever, like those are obviously the worst stories. Like the best stories, the the ones that you know end up transcending time, are the stories where the good guy wins. And so. we're. Which one do I say first? So, it and we are as humans, we're okay. It, it's just funny how it fits. It ties so much directly into um, what we see in the Bible happening with Christ's sacrifice for us and dying for us. Where as as humans, we are okay with um, even an extended period 
of um, the good guy losing or evil overcoming um, good. We are okay with that for a certain amount of time. And so an example would be the Empire Strikes Back where, um, I mean, the bad guy, bad guys win in that one overall. Score one for the bad guys. And uh, we're, we're okay with that because we know there's a third movie. Um, yeah. It kind of relates to, um, you know, Christ's sacrifice. Like he, he died and he was dead for three days. And of course, Correct. we know the story, but people at the time didn't know what was happening even though he already told them, but they just, you know, forgot or something, but um, get it. where yeah. there was, there was a, you know, there was a, a bruising there where, you know, there was a temporary loss or a defeat, you know, what, you know, savior was killed. Um, That's a uh, pretty heavy stuff, but then ultimately there's a win. It, it applies to our real life and stories. And we, we expect that that's actually what we want, especially in fictional stories. I would say not for real stories. We don't really want to see someone go through suffering in fictional stories. We definitely do. We want to see them suffer. We want to see them really go through it, but we want them to win in the end. And then it kind of goes with your psyche too. Again, obviously uh, um, uh, disclaimer, Steve and I are not a scientist or um, you know, we're not trained therapists or anything. So, uh, but (laughs) there's something with your mind about, wanting to see the good win. I remember one time uh, my wife and I, we watched a movie with my dad and stepmother. I forget what it was called and exactly what happened in it, but it basically had a pretty depressing ending. And um, I remember at the end, my dad says something along the lines of, um, said something along the lines of, you know, I have enough sad stuff that's happened in my life where I don't need to watch this and, you know, add that to it. And he was like really serious about it. And it, yeah. It, it is really true. Um, you know, we think about, especially after having a kid, I can't read like news stories now about bad stuff happening to kids. I'm just like, I can't do it. And so you yeah. want to see the good win and, and the good succeed. I actually had talking about this now. Um, there actually is, there is an exception to it. And I think it's just because it is solely for entertainment. Um, horror movies. It's okay. Bad guy can win. Um, you expect the bad guy to win a lot. Now, a lot of times a good guy will win, but I can think of so many movies on the top of my head. Strangers being one of them. I love the movie Strangers. Um, there's some other movies too where bad guy, uh, bad guy wins, but you almost go into it like expecting it. And at the end you go out like, man, like I can't believe like, like they killed him that way. Or how did they not like see that coming? It is for like a purely entertainment. Put it this way. You, d- you don't get attached to the characters at the beginning. You're like, okay, like which person is going to get die next. It's any- if anything, it's like a mystery. Like how are they going to die in the end? Um, so I would kind of brand that as its own separate thing. You don't really care if the good guy wins because you know, it's fiction and you're there purely for entertainment. But if Part you really genre, are yeah. right, but if you're like invested in any type of story, um, and like, you know, really, okay, like let's, you know, you want to see a good character development and everything. You definitely obviously don't want the character to just like have like, you know, be killed or something. And then like their children have to go to an orphanage and then that's the end of the movie. Like, oh, you obviously don't want that to happen in a normal right. scenario. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Brains back to you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it has me thinking. So like one of the cool things about the Christian story is, is how, is how God is able to take negative things and turn them into good things, you know, to, to be more colloquially appropriate, or maybe to say it more beautifully. Um, he takes broken things and makes them, makes them 
beautiful. So for uh, actually, the thing that you mentioned is a good example. You talked about, well, Jesus was actually dead for three days. Well, again, for them, it, yeah, actually, you could see they were in dire straits. You know, yep. they were they were literally hiding out. Oh, my gosh. Like, he's gone. He's dead. Like, this wasn't really real. You know, yeah. like, they're, even though he told them it would happen, <laughs> they didn't get it because they were just doofuses, just to be honest. And, uh, you know, and, and whatever. And they didn't get it. Well, we learn, and it's actually one of the stranger things in the Bible, which means it's really legit and super cool. Um, but we actually learn that, you know, when, when Jesus was dead for those three days before he rose again, he was not just you know, sleeping or, you know, taking a break or, or legit dead or whatever. The Bible actually says that he descended mm -hmm. into Sheol and preached to the spirits imprisoned in the days of Noah. Oh mm -hmm. my gosh. Like what? Well, that's, a, a, that's, a, that's 10 separate podcasts. In it, and of it is it really, <laughs> it really is, but it's so stinking cool. Yeah. What's the point? Well, while everybody on earth thought Jesus was dead, yep. Jesus was more victorious than ever preaching yep. to this to the to the captive spirits about how he was victorious and that he took the keys of death and hell away from them. He won. He won the battle of the gods, right? And again, ten other podcast episodes, right? But Jesus won. The other gods lost. The imprisoned spirits lost. Jesus won. So what man saw as defeat, even in that moment, was Jesus experiencing mm. victory. And I think that's something, well, I know that's something quite unique to the Christian story uh, and, and the Christian understanding of, of, of the world. And it would make sense as well of why we're not satisfied unless the good guy uh wins yep. see in, in other ancient conceptions of, of theogony and battles of the gods and things like that there's really it's really it doesn't really matter who's good who's evil there's there is really no good or evil like you get to just sort of pick sides because in the like uh whoever wins like the the god that dies is like it becomes a part of creation or whatever like everything's really about the forces of nature you learn primarily about who god is um uh, or who the god, the different gods are by the force of nature that they represent and, and things of that uh, kind. But that's not the, how it works in the biblical story, right? In the biblical story, it's not just, you know, chaos versus order. That Those themes are there, but it's deeper than that. It's the transcendent triune creator God who is totally other than his creation mm -hmm. brought something into being. And one of the things that he brought into being, namely an angel, Lucifer, Satan, however you want to think about it, um, started a rebellion of angels. And Adam started a rebellion uh, through Eve and, of course, um, of, of, of the human imagers of God. And so the whole Bible tells the story of sort of that redemptive plan to reconcile everything back to God and for mm -hmm. the good. And so there, and even in as early as Genesis three and the proto proto evangelium is what it's called. It's where you have the declaration that the serpent 
will bruise the heel of the seed of the woman. But but the seed of the woman is going to bruise the head yep. of, of the serpent. And so from the very beginning, you're tele, it's telegraphed that good is going to win the day. And even throughout the whole Bible where you have short or you have periods of time of what seem like temporary victory, for example, Babylonian exile, you know, Israelite captivity for 70 years. And yet through that time, God is delivering messages to his prophets like Jeremiah saying, yeah, you know what? You're going to be in captivity for seven, 70 years, but I'm going to get you out again. And I'm going to get you out again. And I'm going to get you out again. And so it's no surprise to me that we demand in care in stories where there's character development that we demand that the good guy win because in the true story of the world, the good guy will win. We demand that the good guy will win, but we also demand that they're going to see loss as well. That's right. You know, like we want to see that loss just like it's part of it. Yeah. yeah, it's part of it. Um, it actually, it's almost frustrating in a way. You, I'm sure it's been done before. Um, I don't know how well, um, but um, it's, it, it, no matter what book I write, it's kind of weird. No matter what book I write, what story I tell, in the end, good's going to win. And it's almost like, what's the point of reading? But, it, you know, it, it's almost a, a little bit of a letdown. Like, I wish, and maybe there is some way, I wish I could write a book where the bad guy wins at the end. Just to do something different and have the reader yeah. flip that last page and be like, wow, that was, what a great ending. But it just doesn't quite happen. Now you yeah. can manipulate the ending. You can maybe have think about. Um, do you ever watch the movie Seven Pounds of Will Smith? Mm-mm. You can no, have a, you can have an extremely sad ending where the good guy maybe doesn't quite win, but there's like a win overall for good. Um, but yeah. it comes about through like really like like a painful experience. That's about as close as you can get to it. Um, but so there are some ways to manipulate around it. But um, I'd like to explore a little more to see what kind of what's possible with that in my own writing. Uh, Well, um, one of the most important things of a story is that there are stakes, right? There has to mm -hmm. be stakes. And, and that even makes sense. So for example, in the, in the Christian story, um, in the story of the, uh, of the Bible, like there are high stakes for Mm -hmm. how you choose to see the world based on your response to the truth of, of the, of the story. And, you know, as uncomfortable as it may be to talk about, there are people who are not going to win the day. There are going to be people, there are going to be people right now that are related to you and me who will not be in the afterlife in heaven on the on the new heaven and the new earth with us, with the Lord for eternity. Instead, they're going to be in hell. And that's never what God wants. And there are people who have come along with creative ideas to sort of say, well, that's not actually what the Bible teaches. And some of their arguments have merits. And in my opinion, many more of them don't. Um, you know, I would love for universalism to be true where everybody's going to be saved at the end of days. But I, I just don't think that's the reality. I think mm-hmm. God gives us a will, the ability to um, to choose or to reject, uh, to accept his offer of grace. And those who reject in favor of living the lifestyle where they choose to live or whatever are – are, are going to experience the wrath of God and they are going to take the negative path at the end of the story. And, and, and you see the story is only good. And see, here's the thing. If this, again, people, it's so uncomfortable for people, but this is true in every good story. And so it would only make sense that it, it's the way that it really is. 
in, in reality. If there's not stakes to the story, nobody cares about the story. If it's not, it has to be believable that a person could truly fail in order for their success to be meaningful. If they could have just won anyway, that doesn't make for a satisfying story at all. That's where if you just make up, like to use, a, I'm not going to exactly map to something that he said, but like, like Brandon Sanderson, I remember him talking about magic systems and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, like you could always just invent something, invent right. some arbitrary thing at the end of your story that like rescues the day or whatever. But if it's not consistent with the way the magic systems that you've already developed in the book or in the series or whatever are working, then that's not interesting. Like there has to be real stakes. Like event, like somebody, let's say how many times have we watch shows where it's like everybody's invincible. We talked about that with the Lord of the Rings, right? It's like there yeah. were some people who just would not die and they really <laughs> needed to die yeah. in order for the story to be interesting. Why? Because what it was proving to us is that there was no stakes. One more yep. example. One more example. This is actually an unfortunate thing that I'm finding in my gameplay with the Lego series games. I love those games because they're really interesting. But there's no actual stakes. The monster could beat you up a thousand times. You're just going to respawn. Yeah. There's no game over like that's there was a, in Mario. You that's know? interesting because not everyone's like this, but I, I, I try to consider myself like a hardcore gamer as far as like difficulty and stuff. And yeah. I always like to play games that have like a permadeath setting because the stakes are real. You could get 10 hours in the game, die, and too bad, you got to start over. And yep. so those types, uh, it's fun. And I, I like what you're saying to kind of summarize it all. It's kind of what it's what we directly want to do with this podcast is find links in all of this. And in a main link that you mentioned there is that we expect to see stakes in movies and stories. We see it in real life all around us. But then when it comes to... Yeah the end of our life and the end of everyone else's lives, we say, Oh, well, you know, you know, everyone is good and everyone is fine. Yeah. Re We're rest at, in peace. So, uh, yeah. In a better place. So it's that. like, yeah. we see, we live in a world where that's not the case around us. That's not what we expect to see around us, whether in the fantastic world or the real world. Yet when it comes to those certain things that were, we don't want to face the truth or we choose to reject something as when we deviate from what we just naturally see in nature and around us. Um, yep. No, yep. Good point, Steve. Yeah. When, when it all, it's inconsistent, right. Is what you're yeah. saying there. Yeah, right? exactly. it's, 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 yeah. it's, in, it's inconsistent to like make exceptions in the real world. Um, when we know it's not like that. And why has every story in the end of time, you know, until the beginning of time, like, involve some sort of high stakes if there's no stakes at the end of it then what's the story really about anyway like as as, as bad as that might sound to you which to me it doesn't sound bad it's it's i don't care what, what sounds bad or whatever like i want to deal with reality like if you have cancer it doesn't help for somebody to lie to you and tell you you don't have cancer um that's not good right you need to know you have cancer so mm. there's real stakes in the story and we do ourselves and our loved ones in fact even a disservice if we don't be real about that and, uh, you know, so that's one thing I think it's important to talk about. Like, yeah, in terms of eternal destiny and all that, yeah, there are stakes. And um, we find those stakes in, in real stories. We find those stakes in business. And so I definitely think we've uncovered a core theme here, right? That this I think so. story has to have some sort of stake in order to be good. You know, that's I like it. that. We'll have to we'll have to chisel it in and we'll have to uh, we'll have to make it sound pretty. <laughs> yeah. 100%. But uh, but no, that's good. Um, 
yeah, I think that's all I had. I'm going to have to up the ante sure. now on my writing and make the stakes a little bit higher, I think. And yeah, <laughs> put the pressure yeah, on. That, I mean, that makes for a great story, yeah. right? The, the, the conflict, um, add the conflict in. So make it real. All right, Steve. Uh, Good time there. Uh, I know that w- another goal of ours that Steve and I have is to kind of limit our uh, podcast time. Um, and so um, we're trying to kind of do that a little bit better this year. So I think that we achieved that yep. in this one. Uh, so to wrap this one up last week, we kind of gave an update on what we were doing uh, for this week. Um, it's our going back to our story of the week. Um, so I'll go ahead and take it and then Steve can finish up. Uh, finish us off so uh my story of the week um uh, my wife and i watched glass onion last night um it's kind of the i guess you can say sequel to knives out uh ryan johnson movie that came out a few years ago it was one of my favorite movies and it still is and i I, it's just a great whodunit movie um i've watched it so many times and have to show basically everyone that i come in contact with um and so i was really excited for the sequel i still think maybe i like the first one a little bit um better but they're definitely two totally different movies um but anyway obviously i can't say hardly anything about it because you don't want to spoil anything but great movie especially if you like any you know um any type of whodunit movies or especially if you like knives out um very similar type of style even though it's you know different things happen to it compared to compared to knives out definitely watch it um um, good tension great story great payoff at the end um all good stuff to a great story so highly recommend sweet awesome very good okay so for mine kind of ironic because last week we talked about ai and uh my um um uh, story of the week this week is somewhat related it's actually rewind.ai and uh, I guess maybe what I could do is just go to that real quick. Uh, yeah. Rewind.ai. And maybe I could just read from their header or, or whatever um, what it is that they are. Yeah. So they build themselves as the search engine for your life. <laughs> and they received a $10 million funding round from um, Andreessen Horowitz. Uh, if you don't know, um, Andreessen is like the guy who uh, – virtually invented the internet browser, right? They was kind of the guy behind Mozilla and Firefox and all that back in the day. And so super, um, it's hmm. always interesting to, to see people like that invest in a company because it shows you the level of thinking that they're doing and, and, and just their name investing. I mean, let alone the $10 million, you know, tells you that these people are onto something. Um, essentially what they have is, um, and I, they, they let me into an early invite access for it. I have not accepted it yet because you do have to pay even to be involved in that. And oh, I just wow. haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. It's like 20 yep. bucks a month. Um, and uh, I haven't I haven't done it yet. But basically, it sits on your Mac or I, I think it works for Windows too. But most of their marketing is geared towards uh, the Mac. It might only be Mac. I'm not sure. Um, but essentially, you pull up a keyboard shortcut and it brings you into this window. And... Somehow, and I don't know how they get away with this. I, I somehow there's no legal ramifications, or I don't know. Like it's, I, I was kind of shocked. It records everything, everything, and it uses AI to transcribe and and whatever. But like when I say, you could literally search for something that you said in a Zoom call earlier. It can retrieve that information without you having recorded the Zoom call, it could go back in your computer history and retrieve 
something that you said or did on your computer at a certain period of time. It's it's witchcraft as far as I'm uh, <laughs> as far as I can tell, um, which is another reason I'm maybe a little bit hesitant to jump on it. You can ex- exclude specific apps. You can tell it to exclude private browsing. They say it's all stored locally, and one of the things they talk about is um, it using the power of Apple Silicon. Um, it uh, it's able to like, and, and not only that, but like they've, uh, I think part of it, sorry to stutter. Um, <clears throat> part of it, part of the, part of the, the technology, part of the invention, I'm assuming there's a patent is a compression technology that somehow allows it to be able to store this data, this historical record of your data locally on your computer without contacting a cloud to, to get the data and store it in very, very, very small units. Um, I don't know how it's possible. Again, I do think it's witchcraft. I need to go ahead and accept the, the invite so I can start seeing it work on my end. Like I would yeah. love to be able to just go back and like see some of the stuff that I said, even like in the podcast interview that I did with my buddy Josh earlier today. And like, I would love to yeah. just do that, but yeah. But does it like capture everything that you've like ever said like previously or like the day that you buy it, it starts then? Like, is it retroactive yeah, it would, or? I think it would need to start. I would well, think so, it, it but can, like, I well, don't it know. can, well, it, I'm assuming that anything that it could access, for example, there's no reason why it couldn't access records of text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Like on your computer, but like, could it go back and retrieve a Zoom call? I mean, certainly not. I, you know, I don't don't see how it would possibly do that. Um, Yeah, right. But, but somehow, I mean, it's like if you just go look at, you know, they got a video and yeah, yeah, like mind-boggling compression. Storing all recordings locally means compression is very important. We compress raw recording data up to three thousand seven hundred and fifty times. So that even with the smallest hard drive you can buy from Apple today, you can store years of recordings. Wow. It looks like it is Mac only from what I can see here. We do compression and automated speech recognition all locally on your Mac. Recording, Recording data is never, big, all caps, bold, never sent off your Mac. No cloud integration or IT required. Even meetings. It's crazy. I don't. I don't know how it's they do it. I. I don't know if they're going to get sued. I have no idea. But somehow, I would say this is that possible. if you're paying for it, as long as you're signing off on something, I guess. Yeah. I guess. So anyway, so that's my, my story of the week. Um, you can shut off the podcast now if you want, but this is an interesting subject. Um, just about signing off on stuff. Have you heard of uh? I think it's called the McKinley. Mc- mckinnon manor in tennessee huh uh i think it's the mckinley manor yes yeah mckinney mckinney manor in tennessee pretty sure that's what it is so it's a i was looking at like the like i like scary stuff i was looking at like the scariest like horror houses you can go to the united states and i came across this one um and um i just i don't scare easy but i like the stuff and i was just trying to find one that was scary this thing though is a um like I've watched some videos of it and I had to stop. It's not just scary, like it's like it's like a torture house. And so I think it's something like if you can get through it, I don't know if it's 24 hours or if it's whatever. 
um, you win. It's like 10 grand or something weird like that. No one's ever won it because they have to quit halfway through. Not because they're scared, but like, like, like you sign waivers and they actually like, like torture you like in there. Like they like, they like, like, pour, like legit like, pain. Like, like they like, pour, I don't like they not like or psychological, like, like mostly water, psychological, like water any pain, like any that. pain would be like, would be like scrapes and bumps and stuff. Like not like, you know, beating you to death or break your ankle. Not like that, but mostly psychological, like getting you in like dark rooms. And like, I think they like fill tanks, like even with like, I could be wrong here specifically on this, but like animal blood and do like weird stuff where it like, it's, it's a pretty no gruesome thing. Um, so it's not just like you walk through a horror house and they tried to like scare you out of it. Like it's like a, it's like a torture place. So anyway, I always thought it was weird, but like they sign waivers where like, you're not responsible for like, if you have a heart attack and die, if you have panic attack, if you like, if you, like they basically yes. sign everything away and, and they're able to legally do that. As far as I know, maybe there's some type of legal thing going on that I don't know about. But as far as I know, like it's legal because wow. people allow them to do that. I just thought that this it, it's kind of mind boggling. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy town. I, yeah. I, I also think you're a, a psychotic uh, for. Oh, yeah. For for even looking. Uh, I, I, I can't <laughs> understand. I can't get there. I'm sorry. I can't understand anybody intentionally willingly being scared i don't get it it's the worst thing i hate i hate being scared <laughs> i absolutely hate it oh, I, like, I don't know why anybody would love it like that I like scary no stuff but i don't get the torture part i actually did read i and maybe this is just a falsity going on but like the people that like assist with like the stuff going on there like are like prior criminals and stuff like because they're okay doing those kind of things which oh is, yeah okay which let's get weirder and weirder yeah. it's even worse so Anywho, end it here. great note to end can on. We, can we talk about Jesus again? Yeah, I think we need that right now. I think we need like the that. Bible says, do not fear. Be not afraid. The <laughs> yeah, be not afraid. There we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great way to okay. end it. What did we just what did we just talk about this podcast? The good guy wins every time. That was not a good ending. That was a very bad ending. It was a very bad ending. That so very... that's why that's why I brought Jesus back yes, into it. Absolutely. So, he always excellent. All right. Excellent, Steve. Always fun hanging out with you. Yeah, man. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, all that stuff. All right. Y'all take care. God Have bless. A good one. See ya.